0: Our theme for this month, as you've heard, is curiosity. It is difficult to think of a topic that engenders more curiosity than death, or more specifically, what exactly happens to us when we die. And as far as I can tell, this curiosity has remained at a consistently high level down through the ages. Because while death keeps happening, our curiosity about it is fated to go ultimately unsatisfied. We ask the questions knowing that we will not, cannot receive definitive, verifiable answers at least while we are alive, popular accounts of near death experiences notwithstanding. The title of the sermon today comes from a song by Iris DeMent. Everybody is wondering what and where they all came from, she sings. Everybody is worried about where they're going to go when the whole thing's done. But no one knows for certain, and so it's all the same to me. think I'll just let the mystery be. She goes on to share some of the many and varied speculations that people have about what happens when we die and ends each stanza with the same sentiment, think I'll just let the mystery be. If we were to create a Unitarian Universalist proclamation on life after death, we would do well just using the lyrics to this song with proper attribution, of course. Now, I'm not talking about what individual Unitarian Universalists believe. As individuals, there are a whole host of specific ideas and speculations and convictions that are held based on each person's background and experience and reflection. Indeed, that diversity is part of the reason that as a whole body, a living tradition and association We take no single position, promote no single vision, offer no single story for what happens when, in the words of Iris Dement, this whole thing's done. We choose to, as a people, let the mystery be and to put our focus on engaging with this life, opening our minds and hearts to the wonder of all that is, believing in love, as she sings later in the song, and seeking to live our lives accordingly. This may be, according to Stephen Prothero, professor of religion at Boston University, part of the reason we Unitarian Universalists are small in number. He was not talking about us in particular, but in an interview on CBS Sunday Morning, he said one of the major challenges that religions address is the problem with death. If you think of religion as a competition, and who doesn't? <laughs> that, that was my editorial, I'm sorry. <laughs> if you think of religion as a competition, the religions that have been winning in the spiritual competition have been those who offer the most benefits in the afterlife. <laughs> I'm not so sure that is true. And I am even less sure that it would matter much to me if it were. A good part of the reason that I am Unitarian Universalist is because I believe, in the words of Episcopal Bishop and Biblical scholar John Shelby Spong, that the goal of all religion is not to prepare us to enter the next life. It is a call to live now, to love now, to be now, and in that way to taste what it means to be a part of a life that is eternal, a love that is barrier-free and the being of a fully self-conscious humanity. Wow. Yes, All religions, in some way or another, must grapple with the fact that this life will end. As for religions that offer certainty of benefits in the afterlife, the benefit plans always seem open to revision. For instance, the somewhat widespread notion of heaven that exists today in many Christian churches and beyond and certainly existed in my family and extended family, that notion of heaven as a place where we reunite with loved ones. That vision, when it was presented in an 1868 novel, The Gates Ajar, by Elizabeth Stuart Phelps, to a post-Civil War public mourning the lives of so many family members who died so young, That novel, with that vision of heaven, was condemned as heretical by many at the time. And the New York Times reported that bookstore customers who dared to ask for the novel, quote, would doubtless be regarded as fully as dangerous a person as some think the gentle author herself, unquote. All this controversy while the book sold rapidly and the vision quietly became mainstream. And this is not meant to discredit anyone's vision of the afterlife, but simply to say that even those religions that proclaim certainty have been certain about different things at different times. And this suggests that no one knows for certain, at least as far as I can see, so think I'll just let the mystery be. However, what does that mean exactly, to let it be? Because I do not mean to dismiss our natural speculation and wonder either, and it wouldn't matter if I did dismiss it. It is a mystery that walks beside us throughout our lives. And as frustrating and painful as our questions around death can sometimes be, our engagement with the mystery also can inform our lives and provide a much-needed perspective and a reordering of priorities. As strange as this may sound, I have often felt most alive when I have been most aware of the reality of death. During my chaplaincy internship, nearly 20 years ago now, we students would trade off nights having the pager, which meant outside of our regular shifts, we were on call for whatever may come up. I became known among the nursing staff of this long-term care facility and to my supervisor as the angel of death. (laughs) Let me clarify. Not because I brought death, But because invariably when the pager landed with me, there would be a call at one or two or three in the morning asking me to come and be with a person who was dying. The nurses swore they meant angel of death as a compliment, (laughs) emphasis on angel, because so many of these individuals had no one else to be with them as their life ended. And these nurses had cared for these people for days or weeks or months or sometimes years. For me, as difficult as it was to rise from a sound sleep and get dressed and drive to the facility in the often frigid darkness this was in Minnesota, it proved to be a gift each time. As awkward and inadequate as I sometimes felt, I found myself holding a hand, softly singing You Are My Sunshine or some other raggedy requiem that came to mind, reading aloud from the book in my pack or reciting something, most anything I could remember that seemed even vaguely appropriate, and mostly assuring the person that they were not alone that it was okay, that they were okay. And sometimes I witnessed, before the morning chaplain came on duty, the final breath, the beginning of a new kind of silence, the settling into the mystery. And I would walk out of that room feeling the breath in my chest, the catch in my throat, the hunger sometimes in my stomach, the impression of the hand that I had held fading from my palm, and I would vow to appreciate each moment, to love better, to be kinder, to pay attention, to be there for the life I had feelings and intentions which would last last only a short time with that particular energy and yet i like to think took root somewhere within me and are growing still i had no better answers to the mystery than when i walked in and yet i felt some kind of restoration at being with All living substance, writes David Eaton in our hymnal. All substance of energy, being, and purpose are united and share the same destiny. All people, those we love and those we know not of, are united and share the same destiny. Birth to death, we share this unity with the sun, earth, our brothers and sisters, strangers, Flowers of the field, snowflakes, volcanoes, and moonbeams, birth, life, death. Unknown, known, unknown. Our destiny from unknown to unknown. May we have the faith, he writes, to accept this mystery and build upon its everlasting truth. Birth, life, death. Unknown, known, unknown. Each of us, every one of us, all living things. That is the path. And here we all are together in the known, balanced between those unknowns, sharing in this existence, in this moment. Isn't that incredible? May we have the faith to accept this mystery. When I first heard the Iris Dement song, I imagined let the mystery be meant setting it aside, pushing the mystery away. We're never really going to know, so why even think about it? Just let it be. Now I hear that differently. I don't imagine that I will ever be able to dispel the mystery with a definitive answer, but neither will I push it away. Let it be. Let the mystery be. The questions remain. They are a part of me. Let the mystery be with me. Let it enrich my life right here, right now, such that I may feel a taste of the eternal. All goes onward and outward and nothing collapses, writes Walt Whitman in his Song of Myself. And to die is different from what anyone supposed and luckier. Has anyone supposed it lucky to be born? I hasten to inform him or her it is just as lucky to die and I know it. I pass death with the dying and birth with the new washed babe and am not contained between my hat and boots." I peruse manifold objects, no two alike, and every one good, the earth good and the stars good and their adjuncts all good. I am the mate and companion of people, all just as immortal and fathomless as myself. They do not know how immortal, but I know. There is something about being with the reality of death and acknowledging our questions about it that allows us to hear the call to live now, to love now, to be now, and in that way to taste what it means to be a part of a life that is eternal. Wondering about death, after all, allows us to engage our lives anew. Spirit of life and love, why is there something instead of nothing? Why, after millions of years of life on this earth, does death still sting? Questions rise up within our souls, born of fear and delight, sorrow and confusion. Questions live within us, shaping our choices and our search for truth. Help us to embrace them and to grow. Travel with me back to Pluto for just a few moments. The Roman god that gave our favorite dwarf planet its name, Pluto was the ruler of the underworld. I learned a couple interesting things about Pluto in preparing for this sermon. In some of the stories, he is said to have a helmet or a cap of invisibility. And aside from being associated with death, the Romans realized that the underworld, underground, also contained great riches in the form of minerals and metals, as well as being the places where seeds were sown and grew roots for the crops that fed the world. So Pluto also became known as the god of wealth. What lessons Do I take from this? First, that death in this death denying culture can be invisible if we are not intentional about paying attention to the reality of our own mortality. And if you're having trouble with that, guess what? There's an app for that. (laughs) You can download it onto your phone. It's called We Croak. (laughs) And it sends you five invitations at random times throughout the day to gently remind you with appropriate quotations regarding mortality that you are going to die. It was inspired by a Bhutanese folk saying that to be a happy person, one must contemplate death Five times daily. (laughs) Now, while that may sound crass, and I am not here to promote any particular product, (laughs) I do appreciate and do not wish to trivialize the inspiration behind it. Because I do think there are riches to be had there. Because the God of the underworld, the God of death, the God of the unfathomable mystery is also the God of wealth. There is good to be found in the depths, things that nurture, nourish, and sustain our lives. I can choose to let the mystery be. Not to preclude the mystery with illusions of certainty not to dismiss it for lack of definitive answers, but to let the mystery be with me. Birth, life, death. Unknown, known, unknown. Our destiny from unknown. To unknown. After millions of years of life on this earth, death does indeed still sting, and we wrestle with the loss and wonder at the ongoing sense of connection. Death stands as the ultimate imponderable that we can't help but ponder. Let the mystery be. Let the mystery be painful, mindful of the raw state of affairs beating in our chests. Let the mystery be comforting in those moments when we can feel the essence of our beloveds traveling with us, encircling us, bathing us in their vast, invisible reassurance. Let the mystery be with us and among us, connecting us in this all-too-brief period of the known that we experience as life itself. Let the mystery accompany us throughout this existence and to its very end. Let the mystery be until we too will be the mystery.